Hey everybody, and welcome back to the Pardon Will Podcast. This is episode 57, um, and I'm your host, David Lilly. And uh, I've got a very special guest today, and I'm not going to do so much of the housekeeping up front, but I, before I get to my guest and tell you how awesome my guest is, uh, I got to show you something. So remember when I was telling you guys about like my Pardon Will merch and stuff like that? Go there and buy a t-shirt to support, if or like and subscribe, you can do that too. But if you're like, man, I really like um this guy's art and uh i love his merch i ordered a t-shirt just so you can see i i i do it too and so um this shirt's actually i'm gonna pull it down so so i designed it right and i finally got my sample in and it is uh it turned out great and so if you go to pardonwellmerch.com and you're a big fan of loki or you're a big fan of other stuff i got some other cool stuff coming and so um i uh yeah, did I say that right? Pardonwillmerch.com. Yeah, okay. All right, so my guest this week, very special guest. Um, he's an entrepreneur, an engineer, a public speaker, a scholar, a mentor, um, and much more. Um, and to be honest, truthfully, I've been trying to do this intro thing where I actually put out you know, a decent introduction, but this one I really struggled with. Um, and the reason I struggled with it is because his CV is ex- not just extensive, it's lengthy. Um, and it, uh, man, his credentials from manufacturing all the way up to like tech and business industry, like it's not only impressive, it's um, intimidating. And so I was trying to write this down. I was like, you know what, the best way I could do, do this is just give you a basic introduction to this guy. And and I would have went through the whole thing, but we all know flattery is the tool of the devil. And uh, I'm no devil, nor am I a tool. Um, but I will tell you one thing he's known for. He goes, has this moniker of being one of the most influential guys that you've never heard of. Um, But to a privileged few, we know him as Michael Giuliano. Um, And so this is my guest this week, Mr. Giuliano. Michael, what's up, man? How you been? Good. Thank you for having me. Was that a decent intro? I know you got intros that go lengths. And I was like, I don't know if I could do that to him. I'm here with you. This is this is friendly. I'm here with you. So I'm I'm happy to be here. I actually uh, I'm. This is my honor, so thank you for having me. Oh, well, you should be honored. You should be very much honored. Hey, man, so I've got a ton of topics to talk about Mm -hmm. um, with you, but the first thing I want to do is with that moniker. That that, I could have done a better intro, but that moniker, uh, world's most influential guy that you've never heard of, do you like that? Or are you like, man, that's kind of disrespectful, or it's it's a sleight of hand, like a kind of a, a, a... a knock on you or do you are you like no that's pretty cool uh i think when it's when it's authentic and the person that gives you the nickname right if someone calls you fat and that was like your because you were chubby you embrace it if it was a bold bully at the playground then no but um jay klaus one of my one of my favorite people uh he wrote an article some time ago and he's turned uh, into superstar status but he wrote an article and he, he that's what he put. Um, I embrace it, and I think a lot of people have borrowed from it. I don't take it as a slight because the nature of what I what I do for a living um, has always been a new product. So you know, taking something out of your brain, making a physical one, and then putting a barcode on it, and you know, getting it out to the masses. It's really discreet and you don't get to tell anybody what you're working on. You can't tell yeah. people, hey, this Christmas, something's coming out, right? You can only talk about it after it's done. So anytime you're doing new product or product development, there's that. 
then when you do stuff, um, maybe you're going in and uh, helping a company out or doing something, that's discreet too. Because if they were to bring you in to do whatever your magic is, um, and they told the stock market, the stock would either go up or down. But point is, you have to be discreet about that. And then on the military or some of the, the you know, special forces or whatever, you obviously can't talk about it. So, yeah. well, you can, but there's repercussions. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I like to to be on your podcast. I like yeah. to be out and about in the real world. So, you got any intel so. that you want to? break on my podcast you're more than welcome to just don't get me arrested don't share any detailed information on twitch while you're streaming video games that's never turned out well for anybody um do we know what happened to that kid you know i'm talking about right yeah but no i don't know no Mm -mm. i don't think we're supposed to know i think it went Mm -mm. real Mm -mm. quiet i can tell you what something interesting there's um Right now, everybody's worried about getting hacked and all that stuff. And and recently, there was a casino hack uh, oh, in that's Las right. Vegas, I and I got interviewed on a certain network uh, regarding uh, cyber warfare. And then that developed into a lot of questions about, well, what about Telegram or what about this or what about that? And I said, if the servers are here, there's a back door. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. And they said, is there any... Um, Anything that that's not that's not like Chinese, because then the, the alternative is you know some some things made by China. I said there's one Swiss company that has the servers in Switzerland and it's secure. It's like S E K U R, and they have VPN, email, and whatever. They're the only ones that don't have a back door, um, and so that that's kind of cool. And then yeah, yeah. you know I'm not endorsed by them or any of that stuff. But, I was about to say uh, is this product so, placement. Is it some, but some don't. And so um, that's kind of cool that you can have a good VPN. It's Swiss-based, uh, blah, 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 blah. Um, but, yeah, all these apps, they're always listening. There's uh, back doors, and uh, just assume you're being recorded all the time. Well, I try. I mean, if I could monetize the CIA listening in on my home device, then I would. I don't mind them. I don't mind it. I'm sure they're having a blast. Like, God, this guy just rants. You think I ran on the podcast. You should hear me when I'm, like, making my coffee in the morning. Um, tons of delicious rants um and i should just start recording that putting it up on my youtube channel i'll probably do better than me trying to write introductions out um and then flubbing them up but i i uh, i so i didn't even mention like half the when you say like manufacturing and you're pretty discreet about that but i i went through the laundry list like going through your background went through your linkedin and i was like are you allowed to be on the board of this many companies? Like I was, <laughs> I was like, does this count? If they um, pay you, yes. If, if they, they pay, pay you, yes. <laughs> exactly. But you've worked with like Apple, Xbox, like stuff that I knew. And normally I was like, he's probably worked in industries I've never heard of, which you did. I was like, I don't even know what this is. Um, but then there was a bunch of stuff that I was like, oh, I know all, I know a lot about this. And um, well, I don't know a lot about it, but I know, I now know that you, there's like a ton of devices in this room that you probably had a hand in. Um, mm-hmm. and that's, that's pretty rad. But the thing that I loved about, about you in this aspect that people are going to get to know if they've never, which no one's heard of you is, um, is, as far as being entrenched in like the business and, and the manufacturing and the tech and, and you being influential and, and meet, I mean, public speaking and meeting with professionals yeah. that play in sports, you are, and don't take this as well, now that we covered the whole influential man, no one's heard of. You're a salt of the earth kind of guy, man. Like I've talked to you for a few times for a long while. 
your hours, soul yeah. for hours yeah and yeah. and you you don't come off you come off like a nerd let's be honest you're a nerd but you're a salt of the earth kind of nerd. you're like you're like yeah. the the farmer who knows how to um record tiktoks i guess it's the best i don't know how to, <laughs> who just like star wars you know um you're you're salty did that start man when you were, is that do you think that's just exact there you are there hold, we on, go. hold on yeah I, I had to for your star wars most of my friends when they send me gifts even little lego one yeah i know yeah, I, that's morning, why yeah. I put yeah buddy well star wars shout out for you i hide all my other toys off to the side so no one can see the extensive star wars collection i try to pretend i threw some books in there just be like people need to know i at least think i read um, because if it's nothing but Star Wars stuff. And you have it, to do this. You have to do this. Just. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, you have to thing. buy Pardon Will merch, art. art, and everything. You got to be. That was the one thing on your CV I didn't see. Art collector. You're technically an art collector. Oh, I mean, I'm sure you were beforehand, but now you're a real art collector because you have yeah. one of my pieces. So, yeah, man. I um, But that salt of the earth thing, dude, was that. Is that have you always been that way, or is that something you had to lean into, or where'd that come from? Just growing up, I mean, straight up. Um, I don't see myself. I mean, you know, you're aware of who you are and what you are when you get through different phases of your life, but um, humble beginnings, um, uh, pretty strict dad. Uh, he always told me that somebody out there is way better than you. Uh, so learned, uh, he just pointed to your brothers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so um you know more or less it was um you know humble beginnings there's always somebody bigger better faster i played four sports uh through high school played a little bit afterwards too uh in college and um there is somebody that can always knock you on your you know what and um and then in school um you know however smart you are there's always that next level so you might be good in high school you go to college humble you do well in college you got a professional world there's always that there's always yeah, somebody yeah. bigger better and the sports that i played one of them was football and just when you start moving your mouth is when that big guy knocks a wind out of your breaks your yeah. ribs so um you know humble pie tastes the same for all of us so um as as you get older you have maybe you have a little bit of business success or you do something in your job and then you go to the airport and you see somebody that's in 20 magazines maybe you're in 10 of those magazines now you're in that guy's airport it, it never stops there's always somebody stops. bigger hmm. so if you're a, a look at me guy then yeah that's most of the world and then social media came in and went nuts but if you're more of a we like we the team you believe in team concept you believe in family you believe in um bringing the people up with you then at no point in time is it about you it's never yeah. about you um then you start having kids and family at no point in time. It's about your children. Zero times is it look at me. It's always look at we or look at the other person. Measure success in business. People think, it, think it's dollars. Anybody can go make money, but can you make other people make money? The measure of who I respect the most is not the guy or gal that went out and knocked out their goal and happen to make money because there's plenty of really successful people that die broke or failed or you know they didn't do you know it, it's not monetary impact what happens yeah. if the 10 people under you are all double digit millionaires what happens if the kids you teach become the scholars that make the next thing 
So again, it's never about you. And so I believe it. I teach it. And uh, I'm a t-shirt and jeans guy. There's, you'll never see me with fancy stuff. <laughs> yeah. I think, well, I was just thinking of that, that one, because there's that often saying, I don't know who, well, there's two sayings. The first one with the, the humble pie. I mean, it was Mike Tyson who said, everyone thinks there's somebody till they get punched in the face or knocked out, mm -hmm. which is totally true. Um, yeah. It really is true. But the other thing, and I, I was always told this, and I've, I've kept to this, I mean, I'm keeping to it right now, but mm -hmm. th there's a saying that says, make sure you're never the smartest person in the room, because if you yeah. are the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. Um, and so I try to keep, I try to keep good company, um, specifically for that. Normally I'm the dumbest person in the room and I'm like, that's either my benefit or someone's just really kind, um, and letting me in. But I, I think about that, but what you just said, and because from the outside looking in, when you see people at the top rising to the top, of course, there's always bigger fish. There's always going to be a bigger fish, but from the outside looking in, you're like, it does seem like narcissism could be a great. Uh, mechanism to move you further up the ladder but from what i'm getting from you it's like nope i don't think about myself and if you don't think about yourself is it is it just more long lasting um success you're moving up because you're bringing people with you and those people help you move up or what's that narcissism well, I, thing i mean the... you look at it your success is temporary whatever it is if you um, I think there's a commercial on TV. It's not my original thing, but it's something that I repeated to my youngest or my, my firstborn. Um, Usain Bolt trained four years to run nine seconds. Oh, yeah, I guess that's a good point. I think that's perfect. Yeah. If you, you have to really enjoy the process of whatever you're working on, if you're a painter, enjoying the, the process of, of, of going through every brush stroke you know composing getting better if you're an athlete you got to enjoy the film the preparation the weights if you're in business it's, it's learning new techniques benchmarking whatever um the whole process is what's fun and when you expect to out prepare everybody the game takes care of itself or the job takes care of itself or the speaking if all you do is shoot jumpers all day the game's easy yeah, yeah um, that's a good point. So I see, I think that transcends everything. So when you really enjoy the the process of preparation, uh, setting goals, um, and then you know you're going to fall down, you're going to do whatever, you get up, all the all the cliche stuff. But you really have to enjoy Monday through Friday so you can enjoy the game on Saturday or whatever it is. Yeah, I think the same for work or education or anything you do. Yeah, do you think that's a part of delayed gratification? Why it's some it yeah. comes yeah. easy for some people? Because to me, like I've always been a bit of a delayed gratification guy. You know, mm -hmm. starve today to eat the large tomorrow, whatever. But that's well, not you think of any, anything. Oh, good. No, no, you're you're good. What what I was gonna say is, if if you're honestly to anybody that's listening, if you think of anything, you close your eyes and you imagine what's the most important or most valuable thing you have. It wasn't easy. Yeah. It was hard to get. You probably had some trials and tribulations. The stuff that's easy, you don't put a lot of value to. If stuff's given to you, whatever it is. When you earned it, um, you know, that's probably gonna be the thing that's more valuable. Something that you just get, you don't appreciate, and it's kind of hard for you to appreciate. Delayed yeah. gratification is one of the best indicators of success for people when they're young, uh, when it's not more me now, when they're able to do this. Uh, and not do this crap. Um, yeah, delayed.
gratification is everything. That's a big indicator on leadership and success when when you build teams. Yeah, I wonder. I want because I was reading a book and the, someone brought up in the book they were talking about teaching kids at a young age to play chess. And the whole point of that is not so they enjoy the game for sure and they learn how to play with rules and they follow guidelines, but also for them to think way ahead. So if you start to ingrain that, but a lot of that thinking way ahead is delayed gratification because you're always going to want to try to get the the queen off the table and then the king but really if you think about strategically you need to go for the knights and move your pieces i didn't learn i mean i knew how to play chess but i didn't play growing up i wish i had um that was a lesson i had to learn in the long run when all the things that i you know worked for um or if the things i want basically what what you said if i got it too easy i i learned quickly i didn't really value this this wasn't It wasn't even something, to be honest, dude, this is something I think about a lot because I believe, um, this is a weird side rant, but you're going to go with me, Michael. Um, I believe a lot of the world's problems, especially when it comes to like young men and and youth, especially in our country. And um, we were having a conversation about this not too long ago. What what the waywardness of a country? Why are we having all these problems with these mass shootings and stuff? And it's a cliche to say, but I believe it has a lot to do with purpose. I, I think it's listless people not having that purpose, um, not finding that. And when it comes to delayed gratification or like when you when you have to earn and work for something, um, you start to it's not so much. This is where I come from. Uh, it's not so much the thing I get. Like if I work hard and I save up and buy a car and I'm like, I got the car. It, mm. If you start to spend time with that, you start to realize, actually, I'm proud of myself you know, like, because I worked for it, you know, and I actually enjoyed the ride with it. So it wasn't always like, gotta suffer today just so I can get the next thing tomorrow. You start to learn to use those things. Like if, if something, if, if something, like if my, my Jeep breaks down the other day, it happened. And, uh, and I was like, I got to jumpstart this thing. Never jumpstarted a vehicle before I had to jumpstart it. And I was like, this is great. I know now I've just never ran into that issue. I was like, now I know how to jumpstart. But then I changed, I was changing starters. And I, of course you have to uh, YouTube. I'm not a mechanic. I'm a woodworker by mm-hmm. trade. Um, but even at the end of it, it's like, God, I feel if I would have brought this to a mechanic, sure. It would have got done. Probably would have got done right. But now I did it myself and it's done wrong. And I'm proud of that. <laughs> so, but yeah. And I, you drove I was, home. So it was, it was good I enough. I drove home. I drove home yeah. and made it all the way. And, but I, I wonder how often we don't give people an opportunity to work, uh, yeah. to find purpose in that and to feel like it was worth something, um, that sacrificial thing. And, and that's where I, I come. What are your thoughts on that? Do you think it's just a, a lack of purpose or you think it's way more intrinsic than that is built into this? I society? think that um, these things really mess people up because by nature, you know, you have... Um, greed envy jealousy lust all the all that stuff and it doesn't help it doesn't make anybody better now when you shorten the attention span and it's more me and now um you get these these people and the reward system is that dopamine hit from those little crackpot machines and i couldn't imagine being a girl but a, a guy you have grown men that have to flex and flash and show a fake facade and they're worried about being popular which doesn't make you great yeah when people start a company they're worried about getting followers but none of them are customers yeah. um 
So when you look at stuff, if you worry about being great, all that stuff takes care of itself. The money falls from the yeah. sky. The, you know, the the homecoming king is always going to be the cool jock, and the pretty girl is always going to be the queen. Uh, it, it, you know, when you when you put in some of the work, you get it done. The results happen. Being popular doesn't make you put the ball in a hole. Being popular doesn't make you ace a test. You know, having a lot of followers. What happens if you sell Rolls Royces? I don't care how many followers I have. Rolls Royce doesn't even have art uh, uh, advertisements. They put their they their cars in yeah. shows. Yeah, their marketing is they bring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rolls oh, Royce no. doesn't have a commercial. No, they don't go, oh, 10 miles per gallon better than a Chevy truck or, you know, whatever. Rolls Royce puts their car at private jet where they sell private jets. Why? Because that's like a little add on for the private jet. Yeah, yeah. Oh, dude, you imagine that being an add on. It's just extra. Is it the private jet leather seats, Rolls Royce? Okay, I like that one. It's like when people buy the Corvette and it comes with the jacket, except for this time. It's another Corvette. <laughs> so, of course, I uh, I think about um, that popularity thing. So I was just you're gonna like this. I was just having a conversation with a friend of mine today, actually this afternoon, because me and him we chat about once a week because he's got his own business and his own thing, and and he started he he, he started the, with the YouTube thing this whole, but he's a new podcast. He just makes videos, and uh, he's a merchant by heart. Like he's just great at finding uh things people didn't value and, and turning it and making money off that and he loves that stuff so he's like i'm gonna start using youtube videos to kind of train people mm -hmm. and we were we were talking about this whole youtube my little humble podcast and all the things that i do and we were uh talking about how people gain audiences because that's been a, a big thing for me because i've i've always done art and, and the way i've i've pushed my art was a very specific go to art galleries. There's a very specific path that I went down, which worked out great. But then the internet happened. Well, the internet was happening. I just wasn't paying attention. And then I found out and then COVID forced me onto going, this is how you sell art now because no one's yeah. going in person. And so I had to learn a whole new strategy on how to, how to use my craft and, and use the internet. But then I found out very quickly that you're only as good as, as how many eyes can even see you. And so that was a big issue. And so me and him were talking about, you know, how many people subscriptions, that's why every YouTuber is like, like, and subscribe because the more eyes than, then at least it's a better chance of, of pushing product, quote unquote. Mm -hmm. But, but the problem, and he brought this up too, he's like, what would happen? This is an ongoing conversation. So this is, I'm, I'm skipping to the end. He goes, what would happen if you got dropped, you know, half a million followers on your YouTube right now? He goes, dude, I would collapse. Me personally, I would, I would probably, I I'm not prepared for it. Like, yeah, I have, I have like four, yeah, I got a merch store, but it's not well suited for that. My website's um, put together, but it's not good for this much channel, that much traffic. Um, and I would like to have at least better, I want to get better at my craft. Like if, if I got, like, I'm just now working on, like, I should get better at my intro. So people take me seriously. If you imagine if I got five, you know, million, five million followers, like months ago, I would be scrambling. Like, how do I make a thumbnail? Like it would, it would, it would have been awful. Yeah. So, um, I, the popularity thing, if that was this, I couldn't imagine, um, seeking popularity and not having anything behind you. And, oh, that was the point he was bringing up. He was like, there's tons of people who go viral and then they fumble it. They fumble the ball. Cause what do you do then if you have nothing behind it? What are your thoughts on that one? That's most people. Um, 
I'm going to uh, maybe venture into uncharted territory on the podcast. There's a, a bunch of women, we'll just leave it there, Okay. that take the same three or four selfies in Dubai and said things, and they have the same two or three purses and whatever, and they say they're models. Well, I never saw you in a magazine before. Um, you're not sponsored by Louis or Hermes or any of those. Oh, I know what you do for a living. Okay. Yeah. It's, just, um, it's the follower, but there's no content. It's no, kind of like me. I... <laughs> I'm just playing. Um, no, I, I don't think then, of myself that low, but yeah. No, but there, there's a lot of fake hype, and that's the thing. Uh, anytime there's fake hype, it's short-lived. Um, yeah. And in some cases, uh, no pun to the other reference before, but you're disposable. It's a one-time use thing. Mm, if you're great, great. Muhammad Ali is still watched today, still quoted today. People still respect him, even if somebody could beat him or not beat him, whatever. Uh, Michael Jordan, uh, anybody that's amazing, Da Vinci, um, anybody. There are people that are great, and their greatness and their their impact transcends time. It transcends generations. And you could like them or hate them, um, but the the hate and the love are for the exact same reason, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's because of somebody you're not. If you're not, if you're not great, if you don't have haters, you're not there yet. I'm working on it. I haven't said anything too controversial yet, so I'm, I'll get there one day. I uh, this the idea of popular. This is so. This is kind of weird, though, right? Because if you think politically, the whole let's just shift over into the popular thing. Because I mean, Trump is popular. Um, he's considered oh, yeah. the populist movement, and mm -hmm. I think I know why he's popular. At least I have a pretty good. Uh, thumb on the pulse of why I can see why this guy's popular. Mm -hmm. And then there's a lot of people who aren't popular, um, but they're not great either. And so I'm not sure how to, how to, how to square the circle, I guess is what I'm trying to say is because popularity has something that po popularity kind of seems like the, the fruit that grows on that tree, like Da Vinci. I mean, he could have died and no one known about it, but his stuff was so good it outlasted. You know, yeah. like um, Michael Jordan could have never got the shoes. Still would have been pretty awesome. You know, like, mm -hmm. I mean, I would assume he'd been the same awesome. I don't know if the shoes, he, how much of the shoes are part of his success? Um, I still think he's just, a, he's just a great basketball player. I have a big problem, I'll tell you. Right over there is a closet and there are, I won't say, but it's a closet just for his shoes. Some of them aren't opened. Um, yeah, that, they're that uh, makes sense. Is he in there too, holding like holding? He's just hanging out no, there with the shoes. No, Tyler, uh, uh, my man Tyler Collier of uh, Laced Up Customs. Um, he did a nice pair. He made me a custom pair of Air Jordan ones oh, to wear wow. to a prize fight, and the outside was done in Ferrari suede. Oof. The inside was uh, two, one for each shoe, Chanel lambskin, softest leather. The in-between padding, because he knows I like Star Wars, were Star Wars pajamas from a thrift store. Oh, awesome. Then he okay. embossed the, nice. the ball and the wings into each one. And there's an eight-minute YouTube video of him making my Jordans yeah, yeah. Uh, before they went to the prize fight. So, yeah, pop culture and... You know, stuff that transcends. When you see Jordan, 
there, nobody, nobody that's born now or, you know, nobody in high know. school now ever saw him play. Yeah. But they all know that Jordan means that you better be pretty good if you're wearing his stuff. Yeah. I um I and that's where the that whole I, that's where I always I back up on the uh, not back up I actually I, I follow in with that greatness thing and almost mm-hmm. the point where we were talking about success success at the beginning um yeah. what do you think do, I mean this is a dumb question but do you think Michael Jordan be happy with himself even if he wasn't as popular but played the same game yeah no shoe deal you think so he didn't give a shit about being popular he he wants to um humiliate you uh him and kobe same brain though they say in the interviews and stuff but they wanted to make you reconsider your your profession they wanted to humiliate you embarrass you and they verbally they want to lock you down on defense they want to run the score up on you they are relentless and the thing that those two guys had in common um is that that those guys didn't have 10 point games those guys didn't have you know losses and finals and stuff like that those guys beat everybody on the biggest stage they hit every mf and shot and they dunked on everybody all the time and they they humiliated people which if you think like boxing knocking someone out cold is humiliating them yeah yeah basketball those two players were like prize fighters they literally knocked whoever was guarding them or the team and just humiliated them and flattened them you don't see that in, in a lot of sports outside yeah. of boxing so that actually since i mean that seems like it would be a moniker for success of anybody and, and there was yeah. a famous comedian i don't know if it was chris rock or or kevin hart or somebody and they were talking about uh i think they're talking about uh, cancel culture yeah and um and they brought up as like it doesn't exist to those who are undeniable like it just all you have to do is be undeniable and i've yeah. uh, that stuck with me i was like it doesn't matter what you what that's you trump do. yeah then that's where it circles back is where it's just you can't you can't you can't do anything to the guy not only can is he funny he can take a joke he just knows but i think it goes back to he knows people he knows how to play the game he knows how to be undeniable and that that i think that's the thing that i think people don't get and I think no. very few people understand that. Like when, when you're, you're not just trying to be the best of the best, you're trying to be the only one who plays the game now. Yeah. And I, I, I don't know if people understand that concept because mm-hmm. if anybody just wants, and it goes back to the magazine thing in the airport, we're like, oh, I just want to, I got to get up a ladder. And then there's somebody up above you and somebody, but there has to be a point where you reach this plateau of being like, I've knocked everyone out. There's no one left. You know, like if you're a boxer, literally knocked everyone out. Mm-hmm. That could be an, does that sound like if you're starting off, like coming off the bottom, is that it? Is that something you think you learn or you just go, this is the kind of mindset I'm going to have, or do you have well, to develop, you know, like. I think you, some of it's how you're wired, right? Everybody's yeah. different, how they're wired. Then there's some nature nurture stuff. Um, but if you come from not a lot, um, you don't want to be there. It's not yeah. cool. Like That's you look at like some of the hip hop culture or whatever. There's rich kids that rap about the hood. The people from the hood, nobody goes back there. Yeah. Nobody wants to go to poverty. Nobody wants to see violence. There's nothing cool about being broke. There's nothing cool about violence. So if you come from here 
and then you get to here, you sure as hell don't want to go back here. If you start getting up here and here, and now you have kids, you don't want your kids to ever see this down here. Yeah. Um, so I think for some people, it's not really a choice. And when you're comfortable, comfortable is the enemy of greatness. And mm -hmm. I think yeah. there's a lot of people that are very comfortable. And you see a lot of people um, who uh, are maybe on one side. The left. Um, oh, is that what you were pointing uh, to? Did I say someone on the left of you? Who are you talking about? <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, I, I just I, call I, them. I call them what's left. What's um, like? But that's kind it's of funny to see people say uh, screw capitalism and go for this, and and they're sitting there, trust fund kids, lucky sperm club. Yeah. They're wearing Gucci shoes, three hundred dollar jeans. Uh, Hermes chain wallet and, uh, you know, and their $30 coffee. And you're just like, yeah, the, I mean, that's that limousine liberal kind of thing. Um, I, yeah. I, 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 I've sat for some time trying to figure out that. And, uh, and I, I couldn't quite put my finger on why people are like that. And I think it's because it's just, it's so outside my realm. Um, it's just not something, it's just not something that they don't want to compete. Here's what happened. You're special. You're special. You you're special. Yeah. I, I definitely think it's it because it's, they're little and everybody's little and they're happy little kids. And then maybe they're not as tall or as fast or as smart, but they have the material stuff and they value material versus merit. Yeah. And they don't have work ethic and they don't have to accomplish anything. They get pushed out of the nest to fly and they've been flying around on a jet all day and they think that they're they could fly and they can't and now it's i got lied to and they get that anger and now it's i can't be you so i want to tear you down yeah well that's a good point i didn't think about that they one know too. that they maybe that's pardon will so they're like and that's because they suck and they know they suck. So it's just validating that they're what's left. They're not yeah, the people that are. Yeah. Oh, did I say that again? You said um, it again. That's fine. I like that. I I will see what I always got from it. I was like, either they, there's this weird sense of um, guilt, but it's guilt where you don't. It's like, uh, I know I'm in trouble or I know I did something wrong, but I don't want to fess mm -hmm. up to it. And so yeah, what yeah, I'll yeah. do is either point the finger just to keep like what that's that stupid saying where like if there's a finger pointing, there's always four more or three more pointed back at you. Um, I think it's a little bit of that. I also I think it's a lot of narcissism. I think I think lack of merit oh, yeah. breeds narcissism because there's really only one commodity at that point in time. If nothing's based off ability like, oh, did you uh, uh, let me finish this thought and then I'm going to ask you a question. But this is why it ties in. There's nothing based off um ability so you you're only playing with certain chips and those chips are really just affluence and so there's nothing there so all you can do is virtue signal that's that's one of your chips in your deck um you know flashy you can you can um uh status status symbols stuff like that like these are all the chips in your deck so that's all you have to play with while everyone else is on the side like i don't care what if you if i drive a you know a 20 year old vehicle i'm pretty awesome you know like you're not going to find anybody who can do this um, and then it's, it's, it's people playing with the totally different side of the deck. This is something that I thought about. Um, did you ever watch the show succession? Yeah. Did you ever see it? Did you finish it all the way through? No, I didn't. Uh, can I spoil it for you? 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, go ahead, okay. go ahead. It's not a big spoiler, but I I watched the whole thing, and um, I actually did a podcast where I mentioned it, where I was talking about like these people are so focused on keeping the company alive, they let their family fall apart, and I was just, but that I tied I tied that show in with Yellowstone, um, and that whole concept, and then if you go back to like 1883, the first one, where it was like he didn't even care if he, all he cared about was family, um, and it was just I was trying to juxtapose uh, the mentalities behind. Uh, groups of people when they when they focus on certain things but throughout succession they're always if you pay attention to the background like if you really are paying attention they're always like oh screw dad we're gonna split off and we're gonna make our own company and then they describe the company you're making and i'm like this is a weird way to write this because that's not even that great of a comp what are they doing they're just reinventing uber and a blog and then but they never bring it up they just like here's all my ideas for this company this is this will show dad that i can run the company if we create this new viral thing they constantly bring that up and the very end of the episode where they're all like at the very end of the season very last episode they're all arguing about who's taken what and who's taken over who's going to leave and then one of them my favorite one um macaulay culkin's brother he just excuse my french with this one he goes what are we doing? You guys know we're just bullshit. Like we're not real. And he called out what what I was thinking. I was like, these people, they have no skills. Like it's running a hype. company, it's just fake. Like they're not, and that's what their dad said. He was like, You're not serious people. And the reason he said that is because you don't know what it took to get here. You don't know what it takes to maintain it. You're just pretending. You're pretending to be CEOs. You're pretending to be entrepreneurs, even though your bank account's overflowing. You could have done anything with it. And you're coming up with reinventing vlogging. And I just love the end of that because one of them just comes self-aware and is like, you know, we're not any good at this. And it, it, it was such a great show. Sorry if I spoiled the end. No, that's um, good. That's good. But I think about that, and sometimes I wonder how painful it has to. This is where I. This is this is my bleeding heart that comes out for the left and the liberals. Mm-hmm. It's got to be painful to to only be able to virtue signal because you don't even know what virtues are. You, yeah. They're not even real to you. You don't really know what hard work or merit is. So it's there's there's a whole section of life that is that is fruitful, and you never get to participate in it because you never you never got a chance. You just. You just sailed away on a gold-plated, you know, private jet. <clears throat> and I actually feel bad because I don't think that's a life worth living by any means, even if it is filled with Louis Vuittons and uh, 24 karat golds. Anyway, that was a long rant, but that's yeah. that's where that's where I think that virtue signaling, capitalism, social, we need to get everybody uh, equity. Everyone needs to be on equal playing ground. Well, they're not telling you. Is I've never seen a shark go, hey, you're <laughs> smaller than me. Let me go eat the fish, give you all the fish, and then pat you on the back and say, wait, it catch. No, a shark, there's, we don't get eaten anymore. You talked about Yellowstone. There were people that every year worried about surviving the winter. Yeah. And if they didn't prepare once, game Just over. one time. Yeah. One time. Didn't one time. get enough wood, didn't get enough fish, didn't, the bison weren't in the right place, whatever it is. It's game over. Yeah. So you had to be humble. You had to know that that all that other stuff doesn't matter. You needed to be about the we and not the me. Um, that that was a hundred years ago. That wasn't a thousand years ago. That wasn't too long yeah. ago. Yeah, hopefully that's not in our future. But I mean, weak men create hard times, and it looks like we're heading straight for those hard times. Very much. Yeah. I'm glad we're all. I'm glad we're all in agreement. Um, <laughs> about how how difficult they might get ahead 
I do think here's the thing, and people I bring this up on the podcast about, you know, I thought about making a segment where it's called Prepping with Dave, um, where I just show like I've got a cool backpack that I put together where it's got like first aid mm-hmm. stuff in it just for fun. But then there's part of me, it's like, it's not for fun. It's for just in case. Like I have a freezer full of meat. That's fun to have, but it's also that's kind of just for case. You need you know? it. Like it's you're gonna need it. And if you don't need it, that's cool. Like come Thanksgiving, I don't have to go fight people over turkeys. I got a few, you know, like either way. But I think I think that preparedness, that's that delayed gratification thing again. And anytime I see a prepper, it's just over-exaggerated delayed gratification where he's like, I'm going to send all my savings on this underground bunker um, because, he, you know, he's going to be satisfied come the nukes. Uh, yeah. If they don't come, then he's just got a cool man cave, literally a cave. Um, but yeah, I I worry about people. I, I think that's, that's my sympathetic nature. I, I think there's a lot of joy that comes in suffering and, and that hard work at, effort. You'd, have you seen all the crazy viral videos that come out where people are like, I had to work a nine to five and when do I get time yeah. to live my life? And it's no wonder that people sit back going like, are these people okay? Because mm-hmm. there is no planet. There is no reality of which that should ever exist. I um, work five to nine, not nine to five. Yeah. And then I work after that too. And yeah. Yeah. Not, yeah, that's know true. Different. Well, I but the the thing that I think they they're missing out and they'll never get a chance to is is the joy that comes from that from that yeah. that that merit. Um, I, I'd like to say that builds greatness, but there's got to be people you you brush shoulders with some um, elite types. Do you find do you find it's a mixed bag? Some of them are merit based, some of them are flew in on a, a Louis Vuitton jet. Um, or is it or is it like no there's there's a particular grain in people that you tend to just run into you don't you talk name about names, don't throw anybody under talk about the proverbial bus if you talk about elite elite is elite for a reason it's because there's one of them and oh, it, or one him or her right i might there's have been more of a general sense anybody above me which is like half the population i'm just playing um, I would say the common thing with the people that are elite, um, there's nobody else like them. But also, f- whether they're they have flaws or not, they know exactly who they are. But more importantly, they know who they're not. Mm, and instead okay. of asking people what they like, I think they're the people that you would see that are top of what they do, they know exactly who they don't want to be around. They know what's a waste of time and they have a very small circle, but the circle is really high quality people. And usually the circle that's around them is totally different than them. You don't see another variant of them. So you'll see great athletes that have a dietitian, a shooting coach, a whatever, a mental thing. The best have people totally different than them. Um, And they know, what they're great at and they have a singular focus on sharpening the hell out of that and drowning out the noise and being present so people that can be present you look at creative people there's a common theme if you sculpt it takes time you're using your hands you're creating something you you know you picture something before it's there you you work towards the goal you do whatever um 
but it's it's um you're present you're painting yeah. you're present you're drawing you're present you see elite athletes they're in the moment they don't get rattled they're present you see um a great speaker they're present uh you can think of you know your favorite person uh for me it's going to be my mother um hello mom i love you mom embarrassed you again on hi mom yeah hi mom um my mother was always present and that's what she taught me whatever is going on in the world there's nothing better than presence that's the best thing you can give somebody is your presence your time undivided and just that's the greatest thing anybody can give to somebody else yeah you'd have to think that's a pretty high currency as well i mean the common cliche is time is money but not only is time money but it, you're right attention um that's a super big valuable it, it that's a huge thing for at least for mm -hmm. me i'm an i'm an active listener that's why I, i'm i'm good at this because i I'm, I'm 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 in it like i'm in it to win it and i want to I want to get to the, the there's like gold in conversation. Every time I have a conversation, there's always gold to be mined out of. But that only comes from from active, like active listening and moving. Um, a few guys I work with and people I'm friends with, they they know a few things about me. And one of them is I'm awful at small talk. Um, I, I just like. Oh, I hate days. it. I can't stand it. And and it's not that I know how to small talk. And I know when I'm meeting a stranger, um, you know, or, um, you know, in a setting where it's somebody I'm. I'm I'm familiar with I understand it's a feeling thing out but if i've known you for a long time and you call me up like hey man um how's your day going it's going pretty good now let's let's talk about let's go you know like i because mm -hmm. it's i mean i say uh, time is money but time is i'm always doing something so if i'm if i'm answering your phone call or mm -hmm. michael if you're sitting down on my podcast you intentionally did this isn't on accident and and if i answer your phone call i'm we're we're in the middle of this it's not that i have I've got 30 minutes to kill and I'm bored. Let me call my friend. Um, mm -hmm. That rarely happens in my life. And I think people kind of got sick of the non-small talk thing for me. Um, and so now it's it's just kind of cut to the chase. Uh, I'm a pleasant person, Michael. I don't know if you know this. I am pleasant. I sound awful. I sound like a complete dick, but I'm not. I'm, I'm a pleasant. I'm mm -hmm. a pleasant I think people kinda... are getting, you look at um, just generically uh, without saying which ones or whatever you look at what people valued was conversation meaningful conversation over covid and you saw the the rise of social um audio and yeah, yeah. there's some people that you know capitalized it whatever but i think the social audio went we're so connected but we're detached and what we value is good conversation yeah. with diverse people whack job train wrecks or just people that have shared values but we want to talk we don't give a shit what you look like we don't care you know your accomplishments or whatever and i think social audio that you see on several of these apps um it's it's filling a need and and a big void they don't want to consume media anymore they just want to talk with people and that's it and you see that a lot of over covid um a lot of friendships, new friendships were made, and it wasn't based off of what they look like or their work status. It was just people who were together. Yeah. Um, and you see that a lot of good friendships, meaningful friendships. Uh, I know with the the rise of some of the social audio that uh, between two of the the main apps that are there right now, I've probably met 
through traveling and stuff, three, four hundred people face to face off the app. Oh, wow. um, yeah, yeah. Multiple cities in the U.S. and also outside of the U.S. Uh, less less than a hundred, but more than seventy probably outside of the U.S. when when I travel. So yeah, yeah. you meet people, you, you have a friendship with them. Uh, you know, you're cheering for them. It might be casual or whatever, but uh, the thing that I really like is if I go to the UK, for example, and somebody runs an automotive factory and they're like, dude, come over here and check my factory. Well, guess where I'm at? Bentley. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Or, or guess, guess where I'm at? Uh, you know, I'm up in crew at Rolls Royce and guess what that turns into some work. Um, yeah. so it all comes up from conversation from, from, from doing this. But active conversation, because we've all had conversations with people that are not not there. I mean, not there as in like they're handicapped. I didn't mean to that. be like yeah. not there as in they're not participating. They're not they're not in that that conversation with you. Like they're they're halfway listening, and and that's a good telltale sign. Like people always talk about like the eye. Well, this is scripture. The eyes are the window to the soul, um, mm -hmm. and I kind of feel like the mouth's the window of the heart. And the only reason I say this because scripture. Uh, talks about it's not what defiles a man what he puts in his mouth but what comes out of it defiles the heart and so i think uh, the mouth is tied to the heart and i think that's when you get to know the people the quick especially in long format like the social audios that you're talking about but truthfully even in these like i started the podcast out as a way to just to uh, help sell other artists and, and creatives and get to collaborate and share and talk and maybe network. But the thing I've gotten the most out of the podcast personally, and this is why I went to YouTube and I'll start doing videos because I got phenomenal conversations. I would write notes as I'm going through. I was like, Oh God, this is good. This is good stuff. And it would alter the way I did my own craft. Even if I've talked to a photographer or somebody who's running for office or somebody, you know, writes books, all that stuff correlated in some form or fashion um in into my own art because you you can tell when you do a podcast somebody and they're nervous but when you mm -hmm. do this face to face and you're looking at they're they're not doing anything else you know they're not playing basketball they're not playing poker they're they're talking to you and i mm -hmm. I, I think that's that can unlock it any what i'm trying to say is that can unlock it anybody because most of the people i interview are artists they're introverts they don't get out they do their craft by themselves and they they never really get out of that they don't they don't do that social thing so um the reason i was this is ties back into the the collateral thing is because artists they don't they don't really because they're introverted they don't really get out um to to be able to express themselves is always through the craft um and you i was listening to a podcast you were on before and you were talking about like you this is i'm bringing this all full circle um uh, you were talking uh, about a lot of nerds. You work with a lot of nerds manufacturing. And they'd be like, this this product does this, this. And they start listing off numbers. And you brought up, it was like, that's half, that's half of it. But the other half is you have to be able to communicate that in simple terms to, to an audience so they can understand you. And that's where I got the correlation when I was here. Now, I was like, that's the same with artists. I had a gallery for a little bit and they would show their art, but people would come in and look and they didn't know how to they didn't really know how to do this like this this they didn't have this currency no um but i did and so i was like i, I as the gallery owner i'll step in and so i would talk about i would talk to them and i kind of knew where they are because i can reach my hand into the the artist realm and be like all right i think i know where you're coming from with that piece and then i could sit down with anybody walk through it's like i love that and I, go, I can probably tell you why you love it the same way and why i love it and here's why i love it and it, it would sell art you know and so um 
that this this thing, this act of listening, paying attention, what we're doing right now, um, there's some serious value to that, especially when it comes to manufacturing or being a nerd or being an artist. Um, mm -hmm. How much would you attribute that to just overall success? Um, I would say in business, uh, Japanese uh, taught me when I was about 19, the closer your ear to the is to the customer's mouth the closer your hand is to their wallet <laughs> that's, that's product development sales and marketing right there the closer yeah. you, my ear is to your mouth the closer my hand is to your wallet yeah that's wow, genius there's a masters right there yeah so. yeah that's some samurai stuff i like that i um uh, i i think it's undervalued to personally but that just comes from where i'm at in my life and the people I work with, the people I run into. And that that's the thing that I enjoy doing this because I'm not the greatest communicator of all time. I'm not the paint, greatest painter of all time. And one of the conversations I had way earlier on with, with a guy, and, and I, oh, I'm sorry, I'm stumbling over this because in my head I'm, I'm moving multiple circuits because I know where I'm, my next question is. Um, having a conversation about uh, how to divide your time up. Like I'm a better artist than I am a podcaster. Um, so I have to be real cautious with, with how do I categorize my time? And if it seems like I'm doing something, it's a waste of time, then I'm, I'm going to cut it and then move it, you know, move around those things. But the thing I kept running into is uh, podcasting makes me better at my art in, yeah. in so much that it, it develops this, this communication. So if I can talk and I can articulate what I'm, what I'm thinking, then I can do it on painting too. And I can use those both, utilize them. And so now the intro of my podcast, like, Hey, buy a teacher or go to my website and buy my art. So not just a monetized way, but it actually helps me with my craft. Here's my, do you agree? Or you I, yeah, totally I agree. And that, no, no, here's why I agree. When you realize that you're not special, you're one dot and there's this giant blob called the world and yeah. how unimportant you are. You're important to your mom, you know, mommy and stuff. You're important, you know, to your children and stuff. But in the whole, you're you're just a dot. You don't actually matter. When you realize how much you don't matter and how limited your time is, now it's, I don't have a lot of time. So the time I have spent, I, I don't want to be busy. I want to be productive. Yeah, exactly. And when once you get out of school people stop learning and then they wonder why they're not advancing in life now maybe it's learning a new hobby learning about their craft everybody and you know they tell this to little kids but it's true you get around of a lot of a lot of accomplished people they don't try to flex or people that are great they want to go you're great we do the about they say but that one little thing that that you do different I want to know why you like yeah. that, what that does for you. Why waking up, why drinking water, why, you know, doing meditation, why, whatever it is. Being fascinated with greatness outside of your own. I mean, within your own, you admire it because it's in your lane. But really seeing everybody's doing the same thing. They have something that they give a crap about. They make or do something. Uh, but the people that produce a good, like physically make stuff in reality, um, no fake hype. Yeah, yeah. There's always an appreciation for, I see what you're doing and it's never comparative. It's always like, Oh, I see how they do use this tool or, or I see how they sketch this out. Or, um, recently I saw uh, a young man who goes and he takes a look at 
you know, big scenes, and he does it on a typewriter. Have you seen that on social media? Is he does artwork on a typewriter? Yeah, is that what you're talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he'll do like the whole downtown scape. He'll do you know portraits, whatever. And he just and it, whatever's in front of him. So everybody sees mind blowing. Different. It's called, it's, a, it's called uh, stipple or stimple stipple. It's where people actually just do dots and they'll paint a whole picture of dots. But yeah. he's doing it with the typewriter. Mind blowing. With it, yeah, with the typewriter, I was like, I haven't seen this yet. That's that thing where I sit down and go, "There's always someone better than me." That's that's for. But true. now you look at it and you're like, "Oh, that's kind of cool. I can incorporate that into something I do next." Or I see that technique. I do that, but maybe they hold the brush a different way, or they do. Yeah. If you are with somebody and you take away nothing and you didn't learn anything today, you literally wasted the whole MF and day. Yeah, you lost. You lost in that particular category. Yeah. But that's it goes back to there's always out of any conversation if you you listen close enough there's always gold to find you just have to dig for it mm -hmm. um this was a thing this is a thing so i studied christian apologetics for for a long time i don't bring it up on the podcast that much um but it comes up every once in a while especially like on social mm -hmm. media apps or social audio apps like clubhouse or something like that but what i what i always and i hear because i listen to podcasts i always hear christian apologists these christian apologists all that means for the people listening is those are the people who try to answer questions that are coming against the christianity and they try to try to logically and reason with it and go okay this is why this is this and they give it's apology is great for to give an answer to and and in the new testament um it, it's it's asked of you like to give an answer of your christian faith um but the thing i learned really quick I know I didn't go to any particular training. I just, I was naturally gifted in, in being able to listen, active listener. Uh, what I learned really fast is when it comes to apologetics, the question someone's asking you, like, well, why does God allow evil? It's not actually the question they're asking you. That's just the best they can come up with. If you, if you go, okay, what do you mean by, and you work it, if you really care, if you really care about answering their question to a satisfactory to them, not to you, not to make you feel like you're good, but if you care about what they're really asking, you'll listen intently and you'll figure out what real question. He's not asking about evil. He's asking, he's asking you why God let your, his mother die of cancer. That's what he's really asking you. If you would pay attention just enough, you can actually weed through all the garbage of, you know, ontological arguments and cosmic, you know, where God come from. You can get right past that to the heart of the issue. Why does their kids sick and their neighbors not? How come this happened to them? That's what they're asking. And they're asking for, and that's a legit question. And that's the thing I think people forget. And that works in business world. It's the eye to the ear. I mean, the, the ear to the mouth um, pickpocket analogy you brought up. Uh, <laughs> but that, uh, I think, and that's where, I, that's where I, oh, I don't even know how we got here. Um, but but I think that's, that's the thing that people forget a lot of the times. Um, Man, I forgot how we got. Well, we like when you go to kids, when when you have kids, uh, you know they do root cause problem solving better than the craziest calculator in the entire world. Is that um, Texas Instruments? Yeah, this is uh, this thing could uh, eat bullets, yeah. walk on water, and crap ice cream. Wow, uh, it's you know, you know, I have an iPhone. Probably does the same thing that thing does, just a little bit smaller. You're probably right now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, but kids, they just ask why, why, yeah. why, why? And then after about four or five of them, you get to the answer. They're better root cause problem solvers than any uh, any um, quant computer or any of that stuff. They they just why, 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 why? And then you get to the root and it's like they just solve world hunger. Yeah.
Oh, that's where I was going with that. I think I think it goes back to that thing of just being uh, actually getting something out of a conversation. Yeah. Um, a lot of people, I guess, what we're talking about, they just talk to each other, talk past them, and that might be an arrogance thing. And you go, a lot of people like to hear themselves talk. I have a podcast where I rant for an hour. Obviously, I love hearing myself talk, um, but a lot of people are really into it. And but. I, I love listening more because you get to the good stuff. You can mine some gold out of it. In this in this age of experts, like what we're talking, especially, I mean, elite people in their craft, in their field, what you brought up uh, a minute ago is where they're normally in a group of people that are not like them. Like they're close circle. They're a bit one of a kind um, in that circle. And I actually want have a question about that because we've learned from, I mean, I'm going to say this, this is going to sound it's going to sound like whatever it is. We learned from COVID that when people say, Hey, I'm an expert, you kind of have to take a step back now. And we lived in the age of experts where everyone's got a doctor's degree. And then they're just saying some stuff. You're like, wait, what? This makes no sense. Mm-hmm. And it seems like the, the higher into, and I brought this up in my last podcast because a buddy of mine, he's, uh, he's loves nutrition. He's a sleep doctor, he, but he loves nutrition, makes a whole podcast thing about nutrition. He's not a nutritionist. He just is passionate about it, but he's so well-rounded that every question he gets is is a well-rounded answer to where he'll say, I don't know about this, but this is what I think, maybe an idea. And when it comes to these experts, these elite, the people that that you're talking about that surround themselves with different people, mm-hmm. um, how much, how often do you find people who do the best in those circles are well-rounded and how well are they, and how much is it just focused? Do you, do you see what I'm asking here? Because, yeah. Um- I have my own bias and that's why I'm asking. I think it's people that have a hunger to never stop competing, never stop getting better. So out of that competitive nature, they always want to get better. They're looking at how they're spending their time. And if they're not honing their craft and they're around somebody great, it's what, what can I get from this conversation? What can I learn from if, if, Hey, I'm a I'm a big time athlete or a big time musician or something, and I'm watching a painter. What can I get from a painter? What can I get from uh, a school teacher and how they deliver to kids and uh, the command over an audience they have that you could get from? Um, uh, I speak a lot all over the world. Um, if you look at somebody like a Travis Schwan, um, what can you grab from him that you can put? take his skills and how great he is with learning and kids and education and delivering new things. And you just see his method of delivery and you say, wow, I can apply that to 10,000 people in a speech. I could go bring that to the top commanders in the United States and teach them this. It's how people deliver stuff. Uh, Maybe it's a little bit of their swag um, as long as it's authentic to you. But you learn uh, how to how the intonation of your voice, uh, how you engage people, um, all of that you can take from how other people are doing the same thing. Mm, okay, I mean that's that's kind of what I was. Uh, so here's where here's where the root of my question comes from. You know the saying, um, "Jack of all trades, master of none." Mm-hmm. It's longer than that, though, right? Is it? No, is it? I don't know. Oh yes. Okay, yes. well, give me the long. Maybe the long some game. homework. I don't. I, oh, you don't. Am okay. I allowed to Google something on here? Yeah, do whatever you want. This is my podcast. So we long, do whatever we want here. Welcome to the podcast. And people bastardize the phrase. I think uh, I just did. I think I took it completely out of context. 
If it's not in the Bible, I will take it out of the context. Maybe some in the Bible too. Who knows? Okay. Um, yeah. I'm trying to think about it. Okay. The proverb was first recorded in 1732 in the form of a jack of all trades is of no trade. Oh, okay. Okay. It is blah, 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 blah. Um, yeah. A jack of all trades so it's is of no it's trade. Just, it's just deeper because that's basically saying you're not a master and you're not even, you don't even have a trade, which yeah. I'm going to be honest. I, I think that, but I also lean on that side. And that's where I was going with the people who are well-rounded because the conversation I was having before was like, you can have, you have two doctors, you're going to, a, you're going to a doctor and they're going to work on your brain neurosurgeon, right? You got two mm -hmm. of them you can choose from both of them. Both of them went to the same school, did all that stuff. Just one has like three points lower of a score on the grade test. Right. And this is brain surgery. This is serious stuff. There's one that scored higher, about five points higher than the other one. But the other one knows how to change a tire on a car. Which one are you going to choose? Tire on a car. Right? Me too. And I think there's something invaluable about that well-rounded. You can be an expert, but if you can't do the simplest of tasks, makes me really worry about your ability to even critically think or problem solve. Well, you have to be able to walk and chew gum. Yeah, right? Okay. But, but we... I think people undervalue, and this is why I say that, because all that does, all that teaches you that changing, I I almost at this point, I think changing a tire on a car teaches you how to critically think, because it's not just, it's physics, it's math, it's, um, there's high risks at stake, <laughs> you know, like there's, there's something of value in this. Um, patience. <laughs> patience. I mean, and there's some pain, most likely, um, definitely mm. some suffering if bad was. All of that stuff can teach you more exactly oh dude we've all been there but i think that one lesson can teach you more than than anything in a book um because it's it's applicable to almost every other scenario that you run into mm -hmm. and so if you're working on my brain but you can't figure out how to to make sure to loosen the nuts before you jack the tire up and then you're like why is the tire spinning when i'm trying to lose it that makes me nervous and that's the thing i think about when it comes to successful people in business and that was the thing I was wondering about you because you know a lot. Of, you obviously are very well rounded, and that's that salt of the earth thing. But how often do you is is that something that's very common with successful people in your in your uh, in your sphere, or no? No, because most people are really good at one thing, and they spend a majority of the rest of the time trying to convince other people that don't think they're great, that they're great at that one thing. I think the people that are well-rounded, they might be 80s and 90s, not 100s, but because they're 80 at five things, they look like they're 100. At, to, to, to various people, they look mm -hmm. like they're the greatest of everything. Um, yeah, I see there's a lot of people... Uh, you, the, the best one would be entertainers, right? Yeah. Britney Spears isn't the best singer of all time. She's Damn. also not the hottest supermodel of all time. Not now. She's also not the, yeah, well, yeah. But she's a pretty good samurai. Right? Back to the they, yeah, she's a good samurai with those knife <laughs> videos now. But right. um, you look at different people. There really only was one Michael Jackson who had the voice and the dance and the mm -hmm. 
whatever. That's one in 30, 40, 50 years. Yeah, they have a Britney Spears every five years. That's the Da Vinci thing. It's the Renaissance man. It's right. you're not not only are you well rounded, you're extremely gifted in those well roundedness. That that's a phenomenon. That's yeah. not common, and that will probably only come around a few centuries. But yeah. when it comes to just a group, and that's why I wanted to ask that because I do, I I, I brush, unbeknownst to you, I do brush shoulders with people that are high up the ladder um, on various occasions, and mm-hmm. I, I I sometimes I'm like okay. Th- they're extremely skilled in what they do. I would definitely take advice uh, from them on this thing. Um, but I can tell that they lack in some of the basic common sense things yeah. of just in general. I mean, look at our, here's a great example. Look at every, any polit, just pick a politician, put them in a barrel and, and, and just point at one. They're really good at being a politician, but they're, I don't think any of their lives are together, except for maybe a few. They look well, like what all do you drunk. have to be good at? You know, and you've heard this before, and but I'll say it how I say it. The things to be a career pot, not a politician or a leader. So I think, you know, there's certain people who come along that people follow because they choose to follow them for their yeah. authenticity, their message, their demonstrate actuals, whatever. Um, and, and maybe you get a Trump or you get a whoever, whatever you think. But to be a career politician, what are the things you have to be good at? Top three or four things. I don't think any of anybody wants to be known to, for being good at those things. I don't think they're good. You don't have to actually be good at anything except for convincing people that you're good at them. That's it. You don't have to have any skills whatsoever except for convincing people that you have skills. That's all. They're just selling themselves. They are the product and they're just making sure you buy it. That's mm-hmm. all that is. That kind of person makes me real worry. Like I get nervous around people like that um, me too. because that means they got a price and that price probably ain't even that high. They don't even value themselves enough to even build or create anything in their hands. They, they are the thing and that yeah. that's like wearing a price tag on your forehead. And that price is six six six. No, it is though. It, is. it kind of is. Um, I think about, I think, I mean, politicians aside, I, I run into people and, and I don't no hate on anybody. Like there's, there's people that are just, I don't know if it's a genetic thing or if it's just, they're highly focused in one category. I actually sometimes, Michael, check this out. You're not going to believe this. I, I have self doubt a lot. Like I, I second guess myself a lot of the time throughout my life. Um, sure. My wife hates it. She'll, she'll ask me a deep question. I'll be like, I have to get back to you uh, in like a day because I have to ruminate on this because when something and this is another thing that's going to blow your blow your lid um i i put majority of my effort when i'm conversing and listening and not lying um because i'm one of those few breeds of people that believe their word is is legit um when i when i say something that comes out of my mouth it may sound like it's just running you know from my head my chances are i thought about it for a really long time that's that second guessing thing coming if it comes out of my mouth chances are I i hung out on it um it's not off the cuff. It's not off the shoulder. Um, but that that second guessing thing can hold me back in a lot of different areas of my life because um, it, it where that where that confidence and what does come out of my mouth steals from time when I could have acted. So opportunities can come my way, um, and I can if I'm not prepared for them, uh, I'll they'll have to go by because I won't I won't risk certain things like 
the politician thing. I won't sell my soul um, just because the opportunity showed up. I'd have to really ruminate before I sell my soul. I got to at least converse with the devil a little bit. Um, I'm not going to be those, you know, I'm not going to sell it right up the, the crossroads. We're going to have to go to dinner or something. But I, I worry about that. And I, I wonder if that's that's a big if that's a big thing when it comes to success. Are people either overly prepared so when they meet an opportunity they're ready to go and does that only come from being very good at one thing uh do you see what i'm asking when you meet successful people yeah. is it because they're they're so prepared because they've only focused on one thing no or, i think no. it's their so when i got out of school uh my first job was with first and only salary job was intel corporation and i was a microchip never heard of them i'm just playing yeah um, <laughs> Yeah, it makes all this stuff that we're doing work. Um, so what they valued a lot in the interview process was tolerance of ambiguity and delayed gratification, like you said before, but tolerance of ambiguity, knowing that you're not going to have all the facts, knowing that you're going to make something that's going to hit a couple years from now, but you have to make steps towards that to eventually get there and knowing, yeah. okay, I don't quite know how to get there but i know that whatever you give me i'm going to do some sort of macgyver thing and get me to the next scene of the scene of the show and you look at tech or anybody anybody who makes something there's painters that painted over things two three times there's people that sketch and it looks bad and they make it look good there's photographers that do things and there's always some some revision process but the point is they're prepared and they know that um, it's not going to go perfect. The people who prepare to just be at one thing, you throw them a curveball and they short circuit, they they choke, they pull an eight mile and That's, they can't yeah. wrap, whatever it is. They got vomit um, on their sweater, mom's spaghetti. Mom's yeah. spaghetti. Yeah. So I look at it and I think the people that are prepared for the mess up and you play all the scenarios that could happen versus what you want to happen and know that when you get up there, hey, I'm going to take it as it comes to me, and I'm going to read the play, read the down and distance, call the appropriate play, and and execute. Um, the people who are structured problem solvers, the people that can call audibles, there's flexibility, and they know that it's not going to go how you think. Whatever you think it is, it ain't going to go that way. Yeah, yeah. If it does, God bless you, and you're just going to But if you can maneuver and, and swerve and and and, and you know, do some of this, it makes for a more, more exciting play. And uh, usually those people can extend the play or get out of the situation or whatever it is. So the, that's who I, I think uh, the great people are. Is I could give a great artist uh, a red Crayola crayon, a blue Crayola crayon, a yellow Crayola crayon. They're going to be better than the guy with the Rock'em Sock'em Pixar animated, whatever. If I give yeah. that to Picasso or Renoir or whoever, whoever, um, because they know how to use the tools. Given any anything, any medium, any whatever, they're an artist. They know how to create. I think that's that's what I was. That's the answer I was looking for. Because I, I I was hoping that that ability to, that's that well-roundedness, like changing the yeah. tire, built into um, whatever the expertise that you're going with. Um, I always, when you chose the doctor who could change the tire, I was like, Oh God, I'm not an idiot. Thank God. Cause I would yeah. worry that's to me. I made that, that question up, but I think that's a great litmus test to find out. But what, what happens really when you get in there and all of a sudden, Ooh, 
the scalpel went to this or something did to that or something crazy was unearthed in there. There's an alien or somebody who can't think on the fly and is just like this, they shut down. Yeah. That's that critical thinking thing. Yeah. That's interesting. Well, man, I think, I think that we are, uh, we're pretty smart. Me and you, I think we got the sky's the limit for both of us. I don't see it. <laughs> I'll like and subscribe. I'll learn some more on next week's show. Subscribe. Exactly. You are next week's show, buddy. I hope you know that. Um, I've uh, I had a great time. I'd actually like to do this again if you're if you're down. Um, because I had a few 100%. more questions that we didn't we didn't quite get into. Um, matter of fact, I'm like I think I might ask you one more. I'm just oh, trying to pick. Man. I'm trying to pick the right one. Um, because I got a laundry list here. You know what? favorite color what's your no i'm just playing that although that is a good question what is your favorite color black black that's so lame. i got in trouble when i was little so the teacher you know what's your favorite color and they go up and down a little boy a little girl i like pink i like purple boys like red and blue whatever i said what do you like and i said black and the teacher said that's not a color and i went it's in the crayon box. What are you talking about? And they're yeah, like, yeah. it's absence of light, absence of light, and blah, blah. I'm like, it's in the crayon box. It's a color. Technically, it is. That's what well, you won that argument. Um, I can't believe the teacher didn't know it was in the crayon box. Um, that's our school system right there. That's that's why people can't read or write. Um, I I hope uh, I hope I hope people hear these conversations more often. The thing about like when it comes to podcasting, and I was just having this conversation too because everything i do i i don't know if i'm going to be un, undeniable by any means but i do want to be i don't even know if i'll be good at this but what i do want is i want everyone i sit down and talk to to leave going i'm better at, i'm better for this this was not a waste of my time um that might be a low bar uh but i think i think once you take that and you make that the centerpiece the sky's the limit after that uh yeah. I, and I, that goes back to exactly what you said at the beginning. This isn't a question now. Now I'm just now I'm just lecturing lecturing you. Um, <laughs> what you said at the beginning about exactly better take notes, Michael. I don't know if you know all this information, but this is valuable. Um, exactly. Uh, the thing about what you said in the beginning when we were talking about narcissism, you're like, it's not about me. It's not flashy. I think that's set up for immediate, maybe immediate success. Maybe you get up to the top. Um, but it's not long lasting. And then even if it was, even if you do get to the top, how many stories do I hear about millionaires, um, often themselves or their family leaves them, their kids hate them. Uh, and then you find out you were so successful in this thing. You failed. Well, that's it. They're measuring, they're measuring money. Their yeah. definition of success is wrong to me, to me, success. I'm going to go on a little lecture here to me. No, success is to me, success, here's success, because people people confuse money with success. Money, you can light on fire. Watch your banks crash in two weeks, and we'll see how successful you are, okay? Boy, success, yeah. tough That's shit, true. right? Yeah. Uh, success is 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 me showing up and, and putting out two good kids and making yeah. them great. Success yeah. is when, when, when people leave a conversation with me that they learned something or they got better. Success is um, when you start a company – and everybody's life gets better. Success is when um, when when uh, you're around people and 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 you you brought them up. You made their day better. The other thing is, you talk about greatness. 
everybody has their level of greatness. Whatever, however I was made by God, I have an upper bound. I'm never going to be seven feet tall. I'm never going to be good looking. I'm never going to be whatever. But I could be the best possible me. And yeah. I know that sounds like like you know stuff you tell your kids. That's why I tell tell my kids. Um, I don't want you to be like my son. I don't want you to be anything like me. I want you to be the best possible you. And I think that when, when people say greatness, they're comparing themselves to somebody else. Yeah, yeah. Great people don't give a flying about you. you. They're yeah, competing yeah. against themselves. So that's something that, that maybe we didn't talk about. I think whoever is great, they're not paying attention to you. They don't care about you. They know they have no control over you, but they have a hundred percent control over themselves, and they're just focused on being the best possible them. Those are people. That's greatness. So if you say, "How do I define greatness?" I'm not comparing myself to you. I may be great at something. You may tower over me. But I can still be the best me, and that's good enough because most people are half of what they could be or a quarter of what they could be, and it's because they're trying to measure themselves to somebody else. When you stop comparing yourself to other people and you can just, like you said, get the gold from it or, or um, you know, learn the beauty or take the take the beautiful stuff from and all the good stuff from all these little interactions that you're going to be the best possible you. Um, so I, I think that's greatness. When you are the best possible you, you're great. When you're comparing yourself to somebody else, you're never going to get there. That's a good point. Um, I, I, I totally agree. I think, matter of fact, if you we go back to the beginning of the podcast with the popularity thing, um, you can't outcompete yourself for how many followers you get. There's nothing there to compete with. You're just competing with other people. That's what popularity is. It's you competing with other people. But what merit and ability, like you can be the greatest race car driver. You're not going to care if people are watching. You're caring if you win the race. That's something you compete with. And people who play video games, I remember being younger playing like Mario Kart. They had this setting that you could go where instead of racing with other, this is Michael, you don't care about this, but I'm going to. I play Mario Kart right now with my two kids in the okay. basement before your podcast. And there I we lost. go. Oh, good. You should lose. Lose at something once in a while. Yeah. Um, but the, the mode that you can play with other players and race, but you can also play ghost mode where it's literally a phantom of your, your own car and you're just playing and over and over again, your best time. You're just trying to beat your best time. Mm -hmm. um, but that, that, that's what I was pointing out. I think, I think you're right. That's how people get, probably you seen bolt when we brought him up. I wonder while he was training for that nine seconds, if he was even thinking about beating other people or if he was just trying to beat his first time or his best time, I bet you he was just trying to beat his, He's one of the interest, most interesting yeah. people to study. So something that I'm incredibly fascinated with, and I always have, and it's how I'm wired. And it is something, if somebody said, what makes you different than a lot of people when you're talking about like a uniqueness or something, I never give a crap about you. I'm always trying to figure out how I can go do that and how to max out me and there's there's people that are jealous or envious or or whatever i didn't really have that in me and i think i'm not wired like i really don't care what someone else is doing if you're doing great i want to learn from it if you suck if i can help you i'll help you but either way i'm not competing against you i'm competing against me and um i think when you study great 
I think everybody should study a musician. Everyone should study an athlete, an artist, a teacher, a mother, a father, uh, you know, a preacher, whatever it is, study greatness in whatever, and that will make you great. Um, the lack of doing that and go, oh, I don't like rock and roll. Well, I don't like rap. Well, now they fused it all together. Everything good comes from something else. If you just keep doing the exact same stuff, you're always going to get what you got. Um, I, I'm very fascinated with Bolt. And when a lot of people talk about the three big sports, baseball, basketball, football, there's a guy that won, what, nine gold medals or something or more than that and uh, fastest man on the planet for three Olympics and 100 and 200 and a four by one. And a four, so maybe 12 gold medals. Sorry, can't even multiply. That guy was pretty darn special. When you look at how he prepared on a on a on the track that he went, he wasn't in some crazy Olympic thing. He trained in Jamaica in his hometown on Chevron, you know, yeah. dirty tracks with a fat old gym coach uh, that that just put him to work. And he didn't have thirty Nike people around him or whatever. He just trained. He drank coconut water because there's coconuts in a coconut tree. And and uh, you see that guy put out a bunch of badasses just waking up, working mm -hmm. hard, and going. Um, it, it's fascinating. If somebody wants to study somebody interesting, watch Usain Bolt. And he's also the one of the only guys sprinting wise all the way back to Carl Lewis and and under. Never tested positive for steroids ever in track. Everybody wow. that, that has held a record or a medal, other than him, has tested positive at least once. Wow. Everybody? What about Bruce Jenner? Did he uh did he test positive? Um maybe not I, steroids. I, Hormones, maybe. I had to say something controversial. This was going too easy. Anyway, love you, Caitlin. Um <laughs> do you know I'm gonna I'm gonna throw this this thing in. Have you ever heard of have you ever heard of um, obviously you've heard of Maker's Mark, but not the whiskey. Do you know the story behind the watchmaker's Maker's Mark? Do you know that that tale? No, I don't. This is where I was, I was thinking about that battling yourself. So I'll 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 give you a little bit of a story. Um. So so the and this is a fairy tale. It's made up, but there was this uh there's this watchmaker like he would just make pocket watches and he has son he was apprenticing and then at the end of every watch he would make or if he went and corrected a watch and fixed it he would take the etcher and he'd, he'd etch his initials on the inside of the watch where the things were and he'd shut it and lock it and he would do this every time and his son would be like dad why why are you etching etching your initials in in the inside of the watch no one even knows how to open them no one's even going to know that those are there and he tells his sons because because God knows, and I want to make sure God knows I made this watch. And it was just that that idea of transcendent. Like you're not competing against anybody. You're you're doing it for a transcendent. Even if it's yourself, there's a transcendent. Somebody's watching. It, and people always say you're your truest self when no one's watching. And yeah. and I think about that a lot. And that's that maker's mark watch thing. But I also think you're your truest self when when no one. It's it goes back to your name, and that's why why I think I I I like that moniker that that guy gave you, um, because you speak softly but you carry a big stick, um, and I think that's not 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 that you know what I'm talking about. Um, <laughs> we went from Caitlyn Jenner to was that Winston Churchill to Indo Um 
This has been a great podcast. I love having you on. Either way, long story short, I think uh, I think that idea that that I'm trying to beat myself. I'm only great if I can if, against myself, or or I'm um, I'm only doing good not because of what people see, but what God sees. Those all things kind of revolve around what really is success. And so, even if I'm never a millionaire, I'm still pretty successful. Um, and I would like to keep it that way. Not the not being millionaire part. I'm cool if I become a millionaire. But you well, know, what's I'm, funny is is let's say um let's say you don't have it today a million yeah. you're you reach a certain age you drink your coffee you do your stuff you wear your whatever if you look at some of the richest people on earth they don't have jewelry they're dressed like you and me wearing a t-shirt or something like that they got some kind of beard whatever hopefully uh, you know they feel no need to, you know, pop the collar and be big baller and all this other stuff. They don't have to. They already won the game. So that's what's funny is, is yeah. you know, somebody goes, hey, what happens if you had a million dollars? I go, what happens if you already have it? If you got it, then what? Now what? You're still going to do what you love. You're still going to do the stuff you do. Hopefully you're just, um, you know, tomorrow maybe you do have a couple nicer things or do something nicer for your family or whatever, but um, big deal. Uh, yeah. You know, once you reach a certain age that, that money is money is not real. It's, it sure. is, but money's not real. It's um, just currency. Time's real. That's currency. And if too. you have a skill and you're yeah. good and you can make stuff, stuff costs money. So if you know how to make stuff, by default, you can make money. If you know how to use time and you master that, you can make a hell of a lot of money. But money, I mean, you can live life with uh, not a lot and be very happy. Some of the happiest people you ever meet, they don't have a whole lot and they don't give a shit. Yeah, that's a good point, too. You know what else makes money? Pickpocketing. <laughs> like we brought up oh, before. No. Oh, no. <laughs> um. Michael, dude, it was great. Thank you so much for hanging out with me and, and oh, chatting with me. You. I know these are these are just some off the wall topics, but these are the things that I really I really zone in on. I was that's why I like talking with you. That's why I like talking with you. Anyways, right? I like talking about all of it. Yeah. I was going to ask you about stock trading, but now I just threw that one out the window. That's not. I'm just playing. Half the, the mark. <laughs> I was I was telling my wife. I was like, I'm I'm writing going back to this interview, and then we'll we'll wrap up complete full circle i was sitting down with my wife and i was telling her about trying to write this introduction i was like i want to do it right michael's a friend of mine i want to make sure this introduction is i want to get better because i write a lot I, I could be a writer um because i spend so much time doing it and so uh i was like i want to make it good and um man i half of your stuff was greek to me I was like, I don't know what any of this stuff is. Like, it's so <laughs> outside my realm. Um, and I was like, Apple, I recognize that one. Xbox, I recognize that. What is this? I had no idea. Um, so just let you know. I, I appreciate you talking to me. I didn't have any of your other topics. I still think this is a genuine conversation. If you listening right now, you're listening to this and you didn't pick out any gold, then were you even listening? Why are you even here? Get out of here. Like and subscribe and then leave. Get out of here. Um Anyway, Mike, you have anything else? Do you want people to follow you? you no, no, no. Follow your mom. Follow your dad. Follow your follow brother your and sister. Don't follow me. I'm nobody to follow. Go be the best you. That's it, man. All right. All right, everybody. Thanks for tuning into this podcast. Um, 
again, this is, I was really looking forward to this one because um, I've had conversations with Michael and uh, they're always good. There's always something good out of that. So it was almost, even if I, I mean, I had questions I wrote down, but had I threw, I didn't, no questions off the cuff. What are me and Michael going to talk about? Would have been gold, pristine, right off the bat. This is, this is how we roll. This is what happens when you surround yourself by people who can listen, actively listen, have something to say behind it. So um, I'm going to second what he said. Go out there, be your best. Um, and, and come back for some more. I can't, I can't let you off the hook that easily. Go out, be your best and like, and subscribe. I will see you guys back here. Next. Oh, I might try to get him to come back on if he's got the time and we'll go into some of those other questions. I had some really good ones. Um, the, I, I like going deep and we honestly, we probably just scratched the surface. We could have gone way deeper than that. And, uh, maybe next time we will. So we'll be looking out for that part too, but either way, thanks for tuning in. Go to pardonwillmerch.com, buy a shirt. Uh, buy that one if you want. I, I'll wear it next podcast so you can see what it looks like on a, a human person. But yeah, go support people. Support your artists um, because they're important. Well, some of them are important. But uh, anyway, you guys have a great week. I'll see you back here next time.